For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome to the Unbreakable Mindset Podcast, your burst of weekly inspiration to keep your mindset on track to manifest your greatest desires. I am Jude Don't, your host, a world-renowned mindset coach, helping my clients and now you, the listener, to break free of the mental struggle, find contentment, meaning and purpose in your life. Ah, oh, welcome back to the podcast. How are we all feeling? Second week of February already. <laughs> That's gone super fast, hasn't it? So, good time to pause and reflect and think about what were your intentions for January or what were your intentions for the year. Now I'm going to leave it at that because this episode I actually want to talk about something that I've been thinking about for a while in terms of a a podcast topic And it was really prominent for me a few weeks ago. So the the subject topic I want to talk to you about is our automated responses. Now, automated responses can come from our limited beliefs. So on the back of last week's episode, my automatic response to um, something I found difficult, this was years ago before I did the work on myself, (laughs) to something I found difficult would be to not do it and rush it at the last minute, bury my head in the sand, feel overwhelmed because there would be a fear that I couldn't do it because it links back to my limiting belief if I'm not smart enough. So there's a really easy one that you can see with an automatic response is that I would um, procrastinate basically. Now you will have so many automated responses because Our brains work so fast that we have already responded without even realising. Like, (laughs) this is a good one. (laughs) When you were younger, God, it might happen to you now, but when you were younger, always remember this, right? When you were younger 
and there was somebody that you weren't talking to at school or it'd be mean to you or you said fell out and you walk past them in the corridor and you'd smile because you'd saw them and then you'd be so annoyed with yourself because you smiled but it was your automatic response and you couldn't do anything about it and you'd forgot that you were in a mood with them or that you weren't meant to be speaking to them so that's a really good example of an automated response now how this came up for me was I was driving to work now this will definitely resonate for a lot of you right now who are listening if you're listening um as they go out is that we're all full of colds most of us have got a cough or a headache or a sinus issue or a sniffle or a sore throat or an ache or a pain because there are so many different versions of flus and colds going around right now that it is very hard to escape it and I started to feel a bit groggy around Christmas time um but just with a cough and then through throughout the period of um February uh sorry January um it had really affected my sinuses and sinus pain is is pretty tough because it comes across the top of your head this pain like an elastic band wrapped tight around the top just above your eyebrows and it kind of goes down over your nose and there's so much pressure which then makes it hard to concentrate because everything well my job definitely and most people's jobs everything you do you have to use your eyes to concentrate so whether I'm doing um client one-to-one sessions I've got to focus on the person's face while I'm taking in the information if I'm working on the computer obviously I have to focus on the computer so it just felt like a really tiring time those four weeks to the point where I was in so much pain with it and I'd been I tried just to do I'm not very good at like going I know this is probably a good thing. Like, I don't automatically go, oh, I need to go and get some antibiotics or some tablets or anything. Um, I do try and just let my body do what it needs to do to work its way out. So I tried two weeks with nothing. And then I went to Boots to see if I could just get anything over the counter. That was another two weeks of nothing. Like, you know, that combined with um, paracetamols and, and ibuprofen just wasn't touching the sides. And then I made an appointment. I was so busy as well. So like, I never want to cancel on people like clients and consultations and things that are in the diary. So I had to wait till there was a gap in the diary where I could go down. So I went down on the Friday to the doctors and I was nearly in tears. It was that bad, the pain. So the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want you to get into my head as to where I was at in terms of the pain. So you get the gist now, I was <laughs> in a lot of pain. And yet, like January has been such a lovely month for work and so many wonderful things happening and it's just been like a lovely start of the year for, for, for my businesses and, and, and what I've been able to do and create and yeah, it's been lush. So I didn't want to feel bad. I didn't want to feel bad as much as I wanted to just go and hide under the covers. You know, I still had to go to work. 
So I was driving to work. I think this was, I'd getting the tablet at this point. So they ended up putting me on antibiotics. So I've got the antibiotics now. Like, you know, a bit rotten until they um, kind of did what they needed to do. So I was driving to work and I was just thinking, oh God. And it was like first thing in the morning, I still had this pain across my head. I was thinking, oh God, I'm feeling right sorry for myself. And just feeling quite low mood, low energy. And then I had a word with myself as I was driving. I was thinking, do you know what? I don't want to feel this way. My automatic response to feeling poorly is to have low mood, low energy. And that wasn't the type of energy I wanted to bring to the office that day. So as much as the pain was there, I was thinking to myself, right, what can I do to feel differently? And it was a real conscious effort. It was a real like, okay, well, you've got this on today and you could be excited about this and you could really get into this when you get to work. So I was doing my best to really turn my mood around and I did feel good because it was a conscious effort. So when I got to the office, there was a couple of things that I needed to sort out. And um, what was it? There was one thing that I had been waiting for. Um... It was like a refund. Um, I'd paid on. Oh, that's what it was. I'd paid for some um, some candles um, on Apple Pay, and the the gifts that I give out to my um, clients when they come and start work one one with me. And I'd paid for it on Apple Pay as, as an order, an online order. And I realized I wasn't putting it through my business. So I tried to stop the transaction midway through. It had already like started going through. And I went back to the original payment page. And then I paid with my business card. Now, as it turns out, although I had only one order and one confirmation email, I had been charged twice. I'd been charged on my personal account and my business account. So... I'd been, I must have rang up four times to the company and spoke to different people. And obviously, like, they were like, oh, well, there's only one order. Are you happy with the order? You don't want a refund for the order. And I was like, well, I want a refund for one of them because I've only got one of the order, but I've paid twice. And they just couldn't get their head around that. I sent screenshots of the accounts and stuff like that. And every time I had to speak to somebody different. So it was a bit of a chew on. But I remained positive and thought, you know what it is, I'll get it back, I've got evidence. Like, they can't keep saying, like, no to my response. And they weren't, to be fair, they were saying, oh, well, you know, if it's definitely a mistake, it'll just automatically go back on your card, which it didn't. So it took two weeks to get it back. And that day that I told myself, um, like, to just stopping low mood, low energy and to try and flip it around and reframe it, by the time I got to the office... I'd had an email confirmation to say that the refund was going through that day, which was amazing. So I think it was like quarter to nine, I saw that email go there, that refund go in. So that was confirmation. That was brilliant. And then another amazing thing happened. Okay. So we are going on, I say we, it's just me and my mates, um, on a Hindu to Paris in May. And there was like a whole WhatsApp group and everyone was booking their flights. And I was like trying to sort the kids out that day. It was a Saturday. So I just emailed the details over to my husband and I said, oh, can you quickly book me these flights? I want to make sure that I'm on the same flights as the girls. 
because we're only going out for three days, so you want to make sure that you you sat with the people, not even sat with them, but at least on the same flight, <laughs> so that you're not missing out. So I was like, please, can you just book these tickets for us? And I gave him my car details and stuff, and because he's lush, he did it straight away for us. Um, and sent me the details over. And when he sent this, the details over, I realised he booked me the wrong day going out. So it meant I was going out on the Friday and everyone else was going out on the Saturday. So as soon as we realised, we quickly tried to um, change it and amend the flight details. But because they were already booked, they took like two days to respond and when they did respond, they told us the price to change the flight, even though we'd literally got back to them within seconds of booking it, minutes even, sorry. Um, they said, oh, um, this is the price to change the flight. And it was pretty much the same price as I'd paid for the original flights. So me and my husband talked about it and he was like, well, why don't you just have an extra day in Paris to yourself? Like, it would be lovely and you'll book a hotel. So I tried to reframe it and thought, actually, no, it's fine. Like, do you know what? I could be totally Sarah Jessica Parker about it and just sit in lovely um, coffee shops and do work and just potter around and be very Parisian about it. Like, I had this planned in my head. And as the times got closer and there's, um, there's more and more stuff going on the whatsapp group I thought you know what it is I don't know if I'm feeling it like going a day early and the hotel we're staying in there's like three of us to a room so that we could get the price down but I mean it's still expensive and I just thought you know what it is even getting like I wouldn't be able to stay in the hotel that we're staying in so I'd have to stay in a different hotel and then move my stuff over and it just it didn't seem like the fun thing I'd made out my head it seemed like a hassle and I thought you know what it is I'm not bothered that it's the same price to change the flight. I'm just going to change it. So two days before the the trip to work and me trying to tell myself to feel better, I just applied for the flights to be changed. And I was waiting on confirmation because it takes a couple of days for them to get back to you. And again, when I'd gone back in the office after telling myself to have a good day, not only had I had the refund from the candle company, but I also had a response from the uh, the flights to say that, um, yeah, that's all changed over. And there was zero to pay. It didn't cost us anything to change the flights. So from back in, God, I don't know when it was. I'd say October, November, when we originally booked the flights and it was going to pay like £200 to change the flights. I then got them changed um a week ago or whenever it was and it was zero cost us nothing and I was like oh my god I'm having the best day ever so not only had I told myself to feel better but good things were happening and I genuinely believe it's because I raised my vibration on my own and then good things started to happen. Um, and then since then, like so many other good... And I'm not saying this is just because I told myself not to be poorly in my head, right? It's because I choose my response really carefully. And I always try and decide how I feel. If I'm not feeling good, I sit on it for a while and I start to kind of unpick what is going on in my head so that I can problem solve it back to it so that's nothing new you've heard me talk about this before that to raise your mood means you raise your vibrations and then good stuff happens 
But I wanted you to start being conscious of your automatic responses because automatic responses can cause us to feel really crap. Like if I give you an example of this and and me and my husband always laugh about this because he does the ironing every week. That's if we, if we divvy out all the jobs around the house, which we do because we both work full time, um, one of his is that he does the ironing on a Sunday night. And I used to jokingly, like, how how do I say this? Not complain. Maybe I did. My husband might say I might complain. Is that every time he did, <laughs> whenever he used to do the ironing, on occasion, he would leave the um the jug out that fills the um the iron with water and it would really annoy us I might I might not have expressed how much it annoyed us openly but in my head I was annoyed by this now that is a very unreasonable response on my part I absolutely get it right because you know what we're both working together in that house to do the life admin stuff to keep on top of everything. And my ultimate response is to get annoyed when he leaves the jug out, which is a shitty thing on my part. I 100% hold my hands up. I am an idiot for feeling that way. But that is my automatic response from past experience. Nothing to do with my husband. Past experience of living with somebody who did nothing and who was super lazy around the house and everything fell on me. So my automatic responses anytime I saw anything around the house then was to think, oh God, like why can't they just do that? Or God, everything's always left to me. Like it was very much that mood, that response anytime like there was something to be done around the house because it did always fall on me now that's unfortunate that I've taken that into my marriage because that's not fair on my husband that I'm having that automatic pissed off response in me to think why can't he just put that jug away and I know it's not right and I know it's horrible and I have to start changing that and I have, like to be fair, I do a lot of work on my responses to make sure I'm not being horrible. But can you just see there that there's like, there's an automatic response that I'm not conscious of in the moment. And it may be that I don't even vocalise that I just feel annoyed inside that this jug's out. Um, but that's, that's what that jug represents from me. It's like old past I don't want to say trauma because it's not trauma, but all past niggles, gripes, things that was an area that wasn't, you know, a time of my life that wasn't nice. That is an automatic response from that, that jug. So we've got to keep in mind what we're taking from our past and putting it into our future that might be unjust. Like, are we having automatic responses at work Because something in your past annoyed you or made you feel less than or made you feel overwhelmed. Now, there could be so many different responses. And I guess having a a really good kind of helicopter view of what's going on in your world to understand whether your response is the correct response and whether it's going to serve you a purpose. Yeah, so for me, my automated response of being poorly was to feel down, have low energy, low mood, and I would have brought that 
to my office and I would have brought that in my day and everything would have been 20% harder that day. So I have to be conscious of choosing a different response. And likewise, you know, if your automated response is, God, I'm trying to think of something. Like my automated response when I see my daughter's bedroom untidy is to have a go at her and ask her to tidy it. And the reason why is because my fear goes, oh my God, like what's her house going to be like when she moves out? My head goes to something completely different, whereas actually my automated response might need to be something different if every time I ask her to tidy her room, it's not getting done. So I've got to start looking at what are my actions, what are my behaviours if I keep getting the same outcomes? And it could be down to automatic responses. So have a think about it this week as you're going through your daily tasks, whether it's... Whether it's an intention that you've set yourself for January, like a a gym one, right? (laughs) And this was my automated response, right? I've just um, signed up to have um, PT with an amazing girl who is doing me programs and I go to the gym and I follow the program um, and I was so excited, if not a little bit nervous, because it's like machines that are totally outside of my comfort zone. And I told myself, <laughs> come on, you're going to do this. Like, it's going to be good. You're going to um, smash it. Like, you know, really trying to bring myself up. And then I couldn't get on anything. <laughs> I was so annoyed. <laughs> and I knew that like, and I, and I did like the second day that I did, the first day I did an amazing routine. I was so proud of myself. But what I didn't realise was it was because Newcastle were playing. So the gym was pretty much empty. So I got on everything. So the next day, my automatic response was to get really annoyed with the fact that the gym was so busy, I couldn't get on anything, and it really lowered my mood about what I was trying to achieve, and my head went through so many different scenarios of like, oh my god, like, you know, there's people in that gym who are just hogging all the weights, who've sat on that bench for like the whole time I've been there and they're not, there's only three of those benches and they're not thinking about anyone else in that gym and I was having really negative responses (laughs) to the point where I texted my PD going, I hate everyone in my gym but one person. (laughs) And again, that's an unreasonable response on my part because do you know what? I can change it up, I can do something different. And as I'm learning more about the different um, things that she's setting me, I could change it up myself. Like I don't need to be so strict with it. But I really, really, really wanted to be like making her proud that I'd done everything on the schedule of what she was asking us to do. And I felt, so, so there was so many things that caused my automatic response of, <sighs> well, that was crap, wasn't it? And coming out of the gym, just feeling really sorry for myself. When actually, do you know what? I have so much to be thankful for. I'm really lucky that not only can I pay for a gym membership, but that I can also pay for this, um, this training as well. And that I am lucky enough that I am well enough to go to the gym. I'm lucky enough that I'm capable enough to go to the gym. Like there are so many different responses that I could have, but that one, was just making me feel rubbish. So I had to have a word with myself. And I think I turned it round. Like I could feel myself getting so annoyed even as I was driving home and then 
like getting in the shower and then just coming out and thinking, right, you need a, you need a different mood right now, Jude, because this is not great. <laughs> and it's so unjust, my response. So you've got to really like, oh, I guess, have a laugh with yourself about things when you know you're being unjust about something. Like, you know, my, my husband have definitely laughed about me and that jug situation. And he <laughs> to the point where he's like, do you, um, you know, when you and your mates are like whinging about the husbands, do you tell them that I don't put that jug away after I've done all the ironing? <laughs> I was like, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> they would think I was an idiot. And I get that some of my responses are inappropriate. So you've got to have a laugh with yourself and just correct yourself. And do you know what? When we know better, we do better. And I know better now that sometimes I can be rough with my responses, whether it's on myself or whether it's towards other people, like hating everyone in my gym. So you've got to really think about, right, how am I feeling today? Check in with it. And just check in with you, the, the, those responses that cause you to lower mood, feel crap, and absolutely sabotage your day. But not only that, remember, when we are low mood, low energy, you put a block up to the things that you're trying to receive in, yeah? Now, that, <laughs> that little um, example I gave of the the refund for those candles. I have about four other examples of things like that that were on my list week on week in January. And it was like, um, I sold a, an iPhone on, um, it was my daughter's iPhone because she got a new one. Um, and I sold it back in November and they lost it. So I had to refund the person the money and it's taken me till in fact I still haven't got the refund but they've confirmed that they're going to refund us the, the the postage company but it's taken that length of time to get that refund and response through uh, my GHD's broke and I hadn't even had them a year so they were on my list of contact to be able to send back and get a new pair um what else was there, there were so many things <laughs> like um another thing that I'd ordered from um uh, a cosmetic website um that had gone missing clearly it had gone missing because I hadn't received it within two days and there was no tracking information so I had that to chase like there were so many things on my list in January that was aside from a normal working week and For some of the people, this could be, do you know what? You've got loads on your plate and then you have to um, manage people in your team and there's a lot of management issues, so that's taken up time. There are so many things that can absolutely, circumstantial, cause us to feel low and trigger our automatic responses to think that this is tough and for you to feel sorry for yourself and to have a pity party but just don't stay there. Like, don't stay in that pity party because the only person that is sabotaging is you. So you've got to be able to turn around as much as I felt like these admin things on my list of contacting various different companies for refunds that I felt like I had left, right and centre to try and pull in. Every single one of them's been sorted. Um, and whether it's taken 
I can't. I think it would be like four months for, for, for the iPhone one that disappeared. But it still got sorted. And I did all of those with very... Um, how can you... Uh, with a very kind of knowing response. Like I didn't think, oh my God, like I'm sick of this. These refunds that I'm having to call in or having to contact these different companies, like, why can't it be easier? That was not my response. And my response also wasn't to think, oh my God, what happens if they don't refund me or they don't exchange things? I just knew that it would come and that I just had to be patient. Because that would have definitely pulled my mood down, just thinking, oh God, I've still got to chase every. (laughs) How many of you have chased every over the last few months? Um, and I just didn't let us let it like infiltrate my my mind, my space, and how I was feeling because it would have sabotaged it. So, have an amazing week, everyone. I hope this has landed just where it's needed to. Remember that sometimes we can be unjust with our responses, but we need to correct that in our own heads before we can then um, get a new result from that. So, take care. Have a lovely week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Daunt. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judedaunt.com coaching.co.uk. The links will be in the show notes.